Okay, so we've officially began, and welcome to the Connect Show. Usually I do music with this. And for those of you who are listening who are a little confused, I'm talking to my guest for the day. Um, so I'm kind of trying to explain to her that normally I would have done like a nice little music intro, but I'm actually doing a music outro for someone as kind of like a shout out to him, but I'll get into that in a minute. Anyway, you're listening to The Connect Show on Woo World Radio, also known as Wu Sang Radio. Woo-hoo. I'm your host, Sapphire, and we're on most platforms, in case you didn't know. So, for instance, I will be posting last week's full volume um, show on YouTube. So, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube page already, you should. Anywho, guest, please tell them your name. Hey, this is Keisha. All right, so Keisha's going to be joining me today. And with that being said, um, we're going to get started with what we're talking about for today. Like I told you, I had somebody who was so upset. So <laughs> I get this text message and it's just blasting Gail King. And it's about her on Good Morning America yesterday. Did you hear anything about it? Did not. All right. So basically what happened was Gail got on Good Morning America. And I guess she said she doesn't know not a thing about what happened with Black Wall Street. I was telling him, well... I don't know. I mean, I'm a little on shaky ground right now with Oprah, so. <laughs> but that's a story. I, I, I'm going to get into me and Oprah in a minute. Okay. But do you know anything about Black Wall Street? I guess I'm in the same boat with Gail. All right. So, in which I was trying to explain to him, like, some people really don't have never heard of that. Um... The only reason I'm going to fault her is because I'm pretty sure that they put y'all on the what stories was going to be on for the day. I could be wrong, but I just feel like before you went on Good Morning America, you know, live, somebody was like, hey, these are some of the things we're going to be talking about. That's going on in America and you are black. Yeah. I mean, if you're talking about something like this, you know what I mean? So what happened was... um, Back in the 1920s, 1921, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, there was this very affluent part of Tulsa. Um, And there was a lot of businesses, hospitals, everything you could think of, stores. They were all black owned. A bunch of white people came in and burnt it down. So they're calling it a race riot, but I don't know why y'all calling it a race riot. It's just a bunch of mad white people. So um, for a long time, the only people who really knew about what happened were black people or people that were, you know, in the Tulsa area around that time. Okay. The reason they're talking about it now is because they think they discovered a mass grave. I'm sorry, to discover what? A mass grave, like where there was a bunch of black bodies found from after the riot. Oh, grave, okay. Yeah, yeah, a grave. 
Um, because when they burnt it down, like within 18 hours, they basically destroyed what was referred to as Black Wall Street. Because at that time, that was the um, wealthiest black area in the country. So there was two days of bloodshed, two days of destruction. Um, I said 18 hours, but accounts vary. But um, it left over a thousand houses destroyed, hundreds of black people dead. Um, and it was kind of like. It's something I don't really know even anything to compare it to today. I would say Atlanta, but then Atlanta's pretty big. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what area. Like I heard Toledo used to have that kind of area, and then it was torn down in the name of urban revitalization. At least that's what my grandma told me. Okay. So she said on Door Street. But yeah, so- I was going to say um, my mom talks about it a lot too. Um, and I do believe it was in that area, which is now the university area. Yeah. Now, when my grandmother said it, it sounded like too, it went uh, maybe further down. further down in it. That it, mm-hmm. it was a pretty big area and they tore it down talking about revitalization, urban revitalization, but they never put anything back. Yeah. Because my mom often talks about how, um, I guess, like Black Panther um, situation and how proud as Black people um, that they were and able to, um, you know, live and walk and, um, just the different things that they were able to do in that area at that time. Yeah. And so this area, I guess, had been founded by a lot of sharecroppers. This, now, not in Toledo anymore. I'm going back to Tulsa. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there was actually... 50 towns that have been established by blacks in Oklahoma after the Civil War between 1865 and 1920s. So this particular place, it was called Greenwood. It was after a town in Mississippi. And it was basically, by, it was like FUBU. <laughs> It was the black, the black business version of FUBU. It was for us, by us. And, <laughs> and it was very wealthy. There was a lot of money in that area. And so apparently um, there was some other blacks that didn't have as much money. But it still was, it was for everybody. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, but basically they just say that the white people tore it down just because they was jealous. So, yeah, like there was nothing in particular that happened. You know how they try to say that maybe it was because, you know, some white girl got looked at and was told she was cute. Um, there was none of that. There was just pretty much like, 
we just mad that y'all doing the damn thing and we about to tear it down. So, um, now I, let me take that back. Let me take that back because you know there's always one person who like, we had to do it for the white girl. There was a supposedly a black shoe shiner who assaulted a white girl who was an elevator operator. This this supposedly was sparked it off. You know, normally there's some white girl involved with some black man's proudness that they destroy towns and lives for. Supposedly. Um, So there was a small mob that went and, um, you know, was supposed to be upset. But this was in another town. This wasn't in Greenwood. Um, I think, I mean, I could be wrong. I might've had read that wrong, but whatever. So then 75 armed black people come to the courthouse. Like, Hey, we heard y'all was trying to lynch somebody was good. <laughs> so then a bunch of white men came in the Greenwood and then that's when they started looting and burning stuff. There you have it. went on for a course of two days? The course of two days. Originally, I heard it was like 18 to 20 hours, but other counts say two days. So I guess it just depends. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who you ask? I'm sure if you ask the black people, they'll be like, it was a week. They just kept coming back like roaches. Um, so I don't know, but... It, it, it destroyed a lot and they never quite um, came back because they also had urban renewal <laughs> and integration. So they never quite came back the way they were. This is why it's so important for us to do research and to educate our kids ourselves because I have never heard of this story. Of course, it was never taught um, or talked about in school. It was not. And I didn't... The only reason I know about it... uh, Well, I don't know where I first heard about it, but, you know, my kid's dad was, like, an African-American studies major. Uh So there was a lot of people that I didn't know about or a lot of stories that I didn't know about or a lot of policies I hadn't heard about until he put me on. And then over time, um, the more I found out, the more I try to share. So you're absolutely right. Like these are things that we, because whoever knew we had our own, anything that was considered Wall Street-esque anyway. You know. So that would be a beautiful story to tell kids, to let them know, like, no, you can do it. Now, a mob of white men might come and loot it and burn it, but you can do it. Uh-huh. So, but that's the unfortunate part is like, after you tell them they can do it, who's going to stop the mob? Like, do y'all put fences up? Yeah, but as the people, we've never 
stop doing something because of what if. I mean, we have to, at some point, still try. And I'm not saying that that's not true. Um, My thing is just, as an ongoing assault, I think sometimes it's better to be quiet as kept. Like, if you're going to start your little neighborhood and it's doing a damn thing, don't tell nobody. Don't take pictures. Oh, absolutely. Uh-huh. Don't put it on social media like, yeah, we doing it. We killing them out here. Don't say nothing. Just start your neighborhood and just keep it to yourself. (laughs) The less you say and the less other people find out, the better it is. Because once you start posting it, like, come here. We're ballerific. It's all bad. That's when they come for you. Now, with that being said, I mean, since we on this black, it's black, it's black. Oh, I know what I was supposed to talk about. Oprah. So, my issue was, and let me look this up so I can be correct in what I'm about to say. Because I need to make sure I have these names right. I was reading a story where Oprah is supposed to be making a documentary about Russell Simmons sexually assaulting someone. Now, he has vehemently denied it, and he's taken three uh, polygraphs for his daughters, not for anybody else, but for for his daughters, mm-hmm. um, to prove, I think it was three, he took some polygraphs, let me say it that, more than one, to prove that he never assaulted anybody. Okay. Here was the issue that I took, which he brought up and I agree with him on. Why are you not doing one on Weinstein? He had a whole bunch of women talking about him. Why are you not doing one on that guy who uh, supposedly killed himself in jail? What was his name? Which guy are you referring to? The one that they said committed suicide. And it was like, come on, bro. You probably didn't commit suicide. Um, He had supposedly had like a whole bunch of girls that him and his friends would like sexually assault. They would take them into their homes and do stuff to them. How, how, how recent are you talking? This is recent, like in the past year. Uh, a black man? Hell no, not a black man. It's, these are two white dudes. Okay, because I'm like that. I'm not. I, um, I I'm not who I'm thinking about. Um, was he like maybe a college student or something like that? Is that what you're talking about? Definitely not. This was an old white man who used to have little girls taken from somewhere. Nobody knows where they were from and they'd be teenagers and he would Uh sexually assault them him and his other wealthy friends and then he was found let me try looking him up by his death he supposedly committed um suicide in prison supposedly but they think the prison guards killed him Uh, 
Oh, no, that, sorry. oh my gosh, this was like a big deal. White prison, um, oh. molester commits suicide. Let's see if I can find him his name like this. All right, so, oh, Jeffrey Epstein. He's supposed to be like a sex trafficker, girl, and a, a millionaire at that. So what was happening was he um, had all this money and he stayed in these secluded areas and he would have like these underage girl parties where friends would come out. Um, he was facing federal sex trafficking charges, not just no little... Uh, you did it once or twice. Like, no, he, he was supposed to have done this multiple times, like dozens of girls. And then he was found dead in his, uh, they say he hung himself in lower Manhattan, but people are like, mm, sounds a little fishy. So they're not sure if he really hung himself or maybe, you know, maybe a prison guard was paid a little something to kill him because if you're a millionaire in New York, yeah, and you probably got some millionaire homies that was in on this with you. And if, uh-huh, you probably got some politicians, lawyers, judges, all kinds of stuff caught up in that little Seth trafficking ring with you. So you probably were murdered, sir. I think that would make a much better story than Russell Simmons. Aww. Not only that, but Oprah, I got you hugging on Trump. I got you being kissed by um, Bush. I got you kissing Weinstein on the cheek. Like, I need you... <laughs> To take out one of your homeboys. Like, go for Weinstein. You know what I mean? Why are you going for Russell Simmons? And the only person so far that's come forward. It's been like a couple girls that come forward. But the, there's ma one main person that the whole documentary is about. But then you've got Epstein who's got like dozens of girls. Clearly you have more beef and more information with the Epstein guy. Right. So why are you going why after Russell? Russell? Why are you going after Russell? I just, I don't understand. So, I don't know. And then with, yeah, with a lot less proof, what is, you know, your real reason for this? Yeah, because Russell has never gone to jail. He's never been. Then you had Gail breaking down R. Kelly, which, okay. <sighs> <laughs> It may have been time for Kelly because he'd been in the game for a minute, starting with Aaliyah. Uh -huh. But then you come in for Russell, too. Like, come on, y'all. Just come on. Anywho, on a lighter note, did you know if you wanted to find yourself a chocolatey Santa, they got to find a Black Santa app? No, and that's funny that you said that because um, I had actually a couple of Facebook friends um, saying that 
they wanted to know where they could take their, you know, take their kids to actually be photographed with a black Santa. Oh, there's an app for that. So, tell your friends. Yeah, look at this app called so I can share with my friends. It's called, um, I actually just put in find Black Santa app when I went searching for it and it came up. Um, cause that's what it says at the, it says find Black Santa. <laughs> I Yeah, because I know that a lot of times people, like when I was growing up, there was no option. You just had yeah, this white Santa. And sometimes people get mad that there's black Santa. In the credit. But here's my thing. Santa's fake. What difference does it make what color he is? That's like being mad because they because put out. Santa, because Santa <laughs> is not fake. To kids. To some kids. Well. Santa until I was probably 10. Probably about 10 years old. No lie. And, like, nobody could have told me that Santa wasn't real. Oh, Santa, you can't, you can't say Santa's, you know, not real just because you haven't seen him. You ain't seen Jesus Christ either, but we know he's real. <laughs> but um, that was my argument. Nobody could tell me it wasn't a Santa. And you're right. For kids, that is real. And if you see a black Santa that, and you're black, it's like, oh, that's probably important to you. My thing was more on the parents. Parents, how are you saucy because Santa's black and he's not real? Like, it's easy to find a white Santa anywhere. If you come across a black Santa, is the world really about to fall apart? Because your kid think that Santa might be black this year? Is he going to be like, oh, my God, he's not black next year? I don't I don't see what difference a character that later on you're going to tell him. Now, I never believed in Santa. Um, really? I did not. You know, my father said I was not going to think I'll say Caucasian. I was not going to think some Caucasian man bought me these gifts. (laughs) (laughs) To be politically correct. Um, But yeah. (laughs) It's a lot of uh, black fathers that feel that way. Yeah, he like, I worked hard for these gifts. You ain't going to think some some white dude went out and gave you all of this. (laughs) It's like, No. So I was like, yeah, I can dig it. Yeah. So I never had that. I don't feel like I lost anything. Um, It just was what it was. Like, Christmas is coming, and I got some pretty awesome gifts. And usually they got me better gifts than I could even think of to write in a letter. So. (laughs) Yeah, for me, um... Christmas was just, it was magical in it, and I had, I never thought, like, my mom, until I really realized it wasn't a son, I'm like, my mom's badass, like, how did she make this happen? There was five of us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was nothing that we asked for that we didn't get, and something, like, our trees were, it was freaking ridiculous. 
So, but for as a kid believing in Santa, I'm like, I gotta make sure I'm good. I gotta make sure, you know, this is right and that's right because Santa be showing out when you do right. <laughs> so when I found out it wasn't a Santa, you was like, I'm gonna do wrong. No, no, I, I, I think it really made me uh, appreciate my mom to a whole other level when I did find out. Like, this is what she, you know, make happen, and how did you know she do this and all of that? But yeah, I believe in Santa Claus too. Well, if you're still in that Christmas mood, guess what Target has? I'm not buying Christmas presents. I haven't this year and I didn't last year. And all my friends are like, are you serious? No, I'm serious. I, didn't, I haven't even put up a tree. No plans. Well, these are just raspberry flavored sparkling wine fizzers. These weren't gifts. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, today. <laughs> yeah, real gangster be real quick like i ain't doing this ish i ain't do it last year i ain't even put out no tree so don't even come with your gift suggestions right. <laughs> i mean lose my mind stupid christmas shopping the last christmas that i did christmas i spent a little over six thousand dollars and i only have three children six thousand so. dollars took your Christmas to a whole nother level, man. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're, we're going to enjoy each other. You should do Kwanzaa. Could, you know, I really should. Because you get to make the gifts by hand, and you enjoy it over, like, that week of time. Yeah. And every day really, you know, means something. It's got... A meaning behind it. So maybe you should try Kwanzaa. I think that's a great idea. That's where my daughter got her middle name, Imani, from. Yes, that's where a lot of Imanis I know. Nobody wanted <laughs> to go with... What is this? Saja Bijo? Um, yeah, it's hard for me to pronunciate some of the other words. So nobody gave their children those names. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Like the one that means togetherness and all that. Like, nah, nobody gets those nips. <laughs> all they ever get is Imani. <laughs> yeah, like this is simple, beautiful, and to the point. Right, keep the faith, Imani. Right. Now, everything else y'all talking about, I can't necessarily pronunciate. Well, I I like um, Nia for purpose. I was gonna use that one. So, um, that's actually my niece's name, Nia. Yeah, I I really like that one. Um, I was gonna do Nia for my second daughter, but 
changed my mind like real last minute. Yeah, I, I do like that. Yeah. Um, I was actually speaking of Nia's kind of long, kind of saucy that Nia Long sent not one, not two, but ta- well, not sent, tagged Nas and three pictures of her doing an Illmatic type pose or backdrop or whatever. And I'm like, don't you get well? I'm going to be salty because I know he really will like you because you seem like you might be intelligent. Maybe crazy, but intelligent. And he might not find out about you being crazy till y'all are ready to get. Mac pose popping off. Check it out. I was like, dang, Well, let me get back to these wine bombs since I've totally gotten off target. Um, and they're at Target. Mm. So, really, you don't have to just put them in wine. You can put them in anything. But, um, apparently, you put them in your drink and plat You get plat You get some glitter and some fizzly stuff and it bombs oh, raspberry yeah it's got little gold and silver raspberry flavor stars and they're edible oh, nice. so it's only like $5.99 for a little box of fizzers I'll have to get some yeah that'll be hella cute to be like I don't know what I'm doing for New Year's Eve. I don't even really want to talk about it because, man, it's like, do I have a plan? Do I not? Let me tell you who won't be doing anything for New Year's Eve. This gangster grandma. She's from from Minnesota. Uh And she went, I talked about this in a a previous show, but I'm going to talk about it again because they finally caught up with her. Gangster oh. self. Um, on a cross country. I like grandma though, because you know grandma's nowadays they forty. Right, but she's blonde. She's fifty-seven. Okay. So she's not that old, but you know what I mean. She's not mm-hmm. like from around the way. She's from freaking Minnesota. I mean, you know what I mean. Anyway, <laughs> um. So she actually singled out this lady because she looked very similar to her and she wanted to assume her identity while she was running from authorities. So that's what was so crazy because her hair is like white girl. <laughs> like, Come on, grandma. What part of the game is this? Um, her husband was found dead at her house in, in Minnesota. Well, nobody knows because then she forged uh, checks to get $11,000 from his bank account. When he was already dead, she went to Florida 
while she was down in Florida, she saw somebody who kind of looked like her. Uh-huh. So she was just kind of like, hey, I'm just going to take her out. Then took her credit cards and her car and basically tried to assume her identity. <laughs> so with that being said they finally caught up with her um in april of last year uh-huh. where she was drinking some drinks in texas at a restaurant somebody noticed her and was like she looked like that gangster grandma so recently she pleaded guilty to first degree murder with the firearm, grand theft of a motor vehicle, grand theft, and cr- criminal use of personal identification information of a deceased individual. I didn't even know that was a crime. I mean, I did, but you know, I know you're not supposed to forge checks, but I didn't know you using somebody's ID if they died really was that big of a deal. But anyway. Yeah, absolutely is. <laughs> so basically, the prosecutors were like, "This chick is never getting out of prison," and uh, I could see why. Like, what? I mean, after all these years, what went down that made you just say "eff it"? Yeah, because if I was you, I would have extradited myself to freaking Guatemala or something dyed my hair like why would you still have white hair <laughs> everybody know what you look like come on now come on now so everybody knows what you look like and you still run around here with this white hair i would have dyed my hair or got a wig or something um and then from there i would because there's nothing in this world that I would ever do minus probably a beating ticket and I don't even think that that I would plead guilty to. I don't care if the judge himself saw me do it. (laughs) You don't care if they... She said, I don't care if the judge saw me do it. Yes. um, I mean, it's so unfortunate, but a great percent, like um, nine out of ten, of uh, people serving, I mean, time on these plea bargains is like taking these deals. Like you don't have to. It's so hard to prove so you know most things. You gonna have to prove that I did it, and then we go from there. Like I'm not about to just okay, I did it. I'm guilty. Throw, throw the book at me. No. <laughs> no. I can't. Well, Sorry, I definitely would have been out the country. I would have been on my way to Europe or something where I would have just blended in with everybody else. Since I'm black, I'd probably either go to Africa or I'd go to South America and keep it moving. Like, I'm trying to blend in this bitch. <laughs> White hair sitting at the bar. At the bar in Texas. Like, come on, chick. And you probably sitting over there like, yeah, it's so crazy how life works. 
<laughs> no, you should have been on the next thing smoking up out of here. Oh hmm. So anyway, so Granny's doing time in prison. She won't be having any happy holidays. Now, let me tell you, do you have a camera on your house? Like some kind of recorded camera? No. All right. So this little girl, she was eight. She had one of those ring security cameras installed in her room. And they were installed throughout the house. Uh-huh. All right. So what happens is there's a voice that tells you to call your mother some racial slurs. What? Or mess up your rooms. Or mess up your room. And then it says that's your best friend. And then it says it's actually Santa Claus. That's talking to you. Where did this come from? This is all coming through the security system. There was a little girl who was in her house. And um, they started hearing voices. And the voice is telling them to say things like, call your mom the N-word. Or, um, this is Santa Claus. Oh, we're friends. Like, playing weird, creepy music, like, ting, 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 ting. What's this through? So, the Amazon owns the ring. And, um, they actually had somebody, you know, a neighbor, I think, or somebody came and had like a gun or something. I think that was this family. I know that happened with one of the families. But that what they're saying is, if you're gonna have something like this on your home, if you're gonna have any of these security devices, not just the ring, cause this has happened with a couple other ones too. Like uh-huh. one guy came home and the other guy was just like, hey, I'm watching you. And he's like, what the hell? So what's happening is passwords are, they're blaming it on passwords. I don't know if it's the passwords or not. I'm just saying if you get the issue, be careful because it could get hacked. So, you know, they're saying um, that this has happened to a couple of families where they've, you know, been home and it's just been some real weird-ish that happens with hackers. And you don't know who these people are. Oh, my God. Some stranger is just watching you in your house and watching your kids. Like they've been saying about our smart TV. Exactly. Exactly. So, but this is a little different because... Your smart TV is probably, is like, I, well, I only have one in my house and it's in the living room. And you would have to go through some things to talk to me through my television. Like, I don't know how smart mine is because I don't have Roku and all of that stuff on there. I just have a flat screen TV that gets apps and stuff, but it's because it's through the internet service I have, not through the television itself. Oh, okay. But 
I mean, you know, you put those cameras throughout your house because you're supposed to be able to look at those cameras while you're away. Uh-huh. And just... You don't know who looking at it. Right. You don't know who looking at it. Where they come from. Do they know where you stay? That's scary. Hell yeah, that's scary. That's and then your kids and stuff. No. And I don't do, because the whatchamacallit does that too. Those smart speakers. Anything smart can stalk you. Um, what's the one? Alexa. I've, I've done stories in the past about Alexa. One time, this couple got a phone call from a friend. And the friend was like, hey, I don't know what's going on, but... I just got a recording of your conversation sent to me with your husband. And they luckily they had only been talking about hardwood floors. But what if they had been talking some real shit? <laughs> like, where are we going to bury the body? <laughs> where are we going to hide this money? The friend was saying that it was sent to her like how through like a voice on a voicemail or yeah it through... called her phone and it just started playing a recording of her friend and she knew it was a recording because she's saying hello hello but they weren't saying anything uh-huh. so she's like this is weird and it wasn't the friend's phone number because it you know sent it whatever however it sent it, and so yeah, I think it sent it through her phone. I could be wrong. Maybe it sent it to her through her email. But it sounded like when I was reading that story, which was a while ago, that it was sent through her phone. But either um, way, yep, yep. Um, I got a message through Messenger about two days ago. Um, from a friend from work and it was saying about a guy that had been arrested um, because I guess he, have you heard of something called live TV? No. Yeah, um, I guess these kids are, well not just kids, really anybody, but they were saying that us as parents need to be aware of, you know, the different things or uh, apps and stuff that our kids are going on to because it's live TV, which until two days ago when she sent me um, the the messenger about it, I hadn't heard about it. Um, But I guess with this live TV, anybody can see what you're doing. It's live TV. Um, People can see what you're doing and they tell you different things basically to do. And so I guess um, a guy was sending, uh, telling these kids or whatever to do sexual things and things like that. And oh. he can watch them do it. Oh. And they don't know who this person is because I guess everything on the other end is supposed to be anonymous. Oh. But yeah, the undercover cops were on there and they were acting um, like teenagers. Yeah, and got the information or whatever, and then they found the guy because of his tattoo, which I always thought, too, why is it that no offense against
there's people that have tattoos, but why is it that if you have a criminal mind, why are, <laughs> why are you going to get tattoos to identify yourself when you do something criminal? <laughs> That's always fun. Like, why? It's always, you know, criminals have these thousand and one tattoos to identify them when they do some shit. Like, why? <laughs> like, why, 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 why? Yeah, but yeah. Mm-mm. See, that's what I'm talking about right there. Yeah, live TV app. And if it wasn't for all of these investigators, where I don't know where they get the time to just keep going on and thinking this, they have it to keep crack catching people. It's like, how would they be caught? I did find an article that about the Amazon. It wasn't Alexa. It was the Echo. Oh, I asked for one of those for Christmas. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Amazon and the Echo are basically the same thing. Uh, and what it, it listened, recorded the discussion, sent the recording to somebody in the contacts. The employee calls the husband because it's the husband's employee. And he's like, hey, this is what I got. So they started unplugging everything because they had it in their lights, temperature, security, everything. And then the employee sent them a sound file that the Echo had sent to him. Oh. And that like they whole conversation is <laughs> the wife was like, I'm never plugging that device in again because I can't trust it. That's not the first time that's happened with that either. And I don't even know if that's somebody hacking it. I don't even know what that is with the Echo because nobody ever said anything. It's just sending stuff to people in your contacts. They went on like, I mean, super sale. They're like $25 now. That's why. I don't have none of that in my house. I don't have anything that's Wi-Fi controlled. Nothing. I'm cool. (laughs) Because I could see me totally pissing on myself coming in the house and having somebody be like, hey girl, oh Lord, and I like to watch. We need you. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. I like to watch like thriller movies and suspense movies, horror movies. Nah, fam. I could just totally see me coming in here trying to put crystals all around the house and <laughs> feng shui and lighten sage to get out the bad energy and all along it's a freaking Alexa that's harassing me. Yeah, that's really scary. So just all the, of technologies that are so good. Well, and people were saying um, you know the Echo, all of that stuff, they're all computers. So the the Ring, the Echo, all of that stuff that people buy in their homes to kind of monitor what they're doing, if you can use an app for it, it can be hacked. Period. You know what I mean? Like you're using it over Wi-Fi. So all of that stuff can get hacked. And... You know, people invented it and they're like, oh, we want to improve your lives. But at the end of the day, 
we all know that there are some people who could possibly take advantage of that. So even with the life improvement, you still got to kind of just be mindful. That's all I'm going to say. Just be uh -oh. mindful. That's very nice. Okay. Now, what would you like to tell people before we leave? Because guess what? Our time is up already. strive for here on the connection no I'm just joking <laughs> I'm glad yay no one of the things that I really do try to do with the show is have like information that people will find interesting and maybe that they haven't heard uh -huh. as well as information that they may have heard and just didn't quite hear it in that way. So, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. Yeah. You're going to have to come on again and co-host with me now that you see how, like, mm, it is. I would love to. Yay! So, the show. I put a snip of my last show on Instagram. So, I'm going to do the same thing. If you don't follow the connection on Instagram, please do. Like I said, I'm about to put up an audio of a full show for the last show on YouTube um, sometime in the next day or two. And um, and I'm talking like I do all this myself, but I actually have some people who help. So thank you, everyone who assists me. Anyway, um... And we're, I, I did put up a snip on Facebook, but I'm not going as hard on paint with Facebook as I probably should, but you definitely can find us on there. I'm following on Instagram. I'll have to um, find you on Facebook to follow. For sure. So if you want people to follow you on social media, how did, should they find you? Um, Nikisha.Carpenter. On uh, Instagram and Facebook is my name also, Nakisha Carpenter. Okay. And Nakisha, by the way, is N-E-K-I-S-H-A. Yes. Just in case you try to throw an extra E in that bad boy. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> You're not going to be able to do it. So as we leave today, um, I'm going to give a shout out to Papa Wu. Papa Wu was the mentor of the Wu-Tang Clan. Um, every time I saw him, he just had so much energy and, um, like, information to give, like, guidance. And it wasn't always, like, trying to teach you something, you know. He really was someone who was easy to talk to. And um, he will be missed. I know that a lot of the, you know, members of Wu-Tang have been putting stuff out there for Papa Wu on their social media pages. So I felt it would be appropriate for the show to end with a little musical note that he was a part of. So I'm going to pause it here and let everyone kind of enjoy that music I'm about to put in. 
So have a great night and thank you for joining this here on The Connect Show. Toodles. These things just took over me. Just took over my whole body. So I can't even see no more. I'm calling my black woman a bitch. I'm calling my people's all kinds of things that they not. I'm lost, brother. Can you help me? Can you help me, brother? about the love, the love of your mother. Brother, but brother, but brother, check this out, I still don't understand, man, I'm all half this shit, man. Well, 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 what I'm trying to say, my brother, why, why do we kill each other? Look at our children. What kind of a future? This is the training that's going to be given to you by the woo. It was told to me 
That man came from monkeys. <laughs> that we were swinging from trees. I hardly can believe that unless I'm dumb, deaf, and blind. Save the children. You ever heard about the eight man? Has a beginning to him, and his ending is about to come. Ooh, yeah. If you take one step, I will take one with you through the storm. Who are the rich slave makers of the poor Who teach the poor lies To make the people believe That the almighty true living God Is a spook in the sky And you can't see him with the physical eyes They're also known as blood suckers of the poor And then you got the 5% Who are the poor righteous teachers Who do not believe in the teachings of the 10% Who is all wise and know who the true and living God And teach that the true and living God Is a supreme being black man from Asia Otherwise known as civilized people, also Muslims and Muslim sons. Peace, we out. I have given it much thought. It seems disaster must come. At best, only postponed. Shaolin Kung Fu, to survive, must now be taught to more young men. We must expand, get more pupils so that the knowledge will spread.